All right. Welcome to the Accepting Help Marathon Meeting. My name is Sharon. I am a compulsive overeater and your speaker for this meeting. Hey, everybody. Please join me in the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. I will not mind be done. Before we get started, we ask that all cell phones or other electronic equipment be turned off. Even if you think it's off, please make sure. I like that part. This session is being recorded. All participants are required to sign the release form, even if you come up and share at the at the end. To protect our anonymity, no photography, audio, or visual recording is allowed. The opinions expressed here today are those of the individual OA members and do not represent Region 2 or Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. Please remember, OA members affiliated with related facilities or other 12-step programs are asked to are requested to speak on their recovery in the OA program only. An Ask a Basket will be circulated for the question and answer portion of this session. If there is any press in the room, please respect our anonymity by not taking any pictures, using a video camera, or using our full names. The format for this session is as follows. I will share for up to 25 minutes, followed by questions and answers for five minutes, followed by open sharing. An Ask It Basket will be passed around. Please, your, please place your questions in the basket. And that's the reading on that. All right. The topic for this... Uh, hi, everybody. <laughs> the topic for this session is accepting help. And I'll have to tell you the truth. When she gave me a call and, you know, was saying, you know, if I wanted to chair a session, I, I could tell you, I looked at the schedule and everything, I thought it was asking for help. So I was really glad I had a little wherewithal this morning to look at it again and say, accepting help. And these are so related. It, it's just so related. But it kind of, a, there's a little bit of a, a little bit of a different look at asking for help and accepting help. So some of my notes are, uh, in my looking up, is definitely in the asking for help. But I think we can make it, we can make it work together. So for me, I've been uh, back in program. I, I started in OA like 1979, in and out, um, back a good solid 15 years. And I just can't see my life without program and the 12 steps. I'm just um, glad to be able to share that with you. It just is uh, so really, really important to me. And I'm out of the Sacramento area and happy to be here. And, you know, one thing I'll say right out of the gate, this is a we program. And we work together. And that's in helping and you know, asking for help and helping another or helping another maybe when they don't ask for help. But it, it's a we program, and um, I really want to emphasize that part of it. And something I've learned over over time is if we don't 
ask for help and if it it or if we don't accept help that's offered then we're depriving that other person of an opportunity to be of service of doing their 12th step of lending us a hand when maybe we didn't know that we wanted a hand that could be that uh, part of accepting help that's different than asking for help um, in, in the components kind of the, the we were talking about this this morning you know the components in myself in accepting help I have to be willing um, either in asking or accepting humble enough to accept help open minded to say what the help might look like. It might not look like something that I was expecting. And it might look like something like so totally awesome, you know, it was way beyond what I expected. You just don't know. And so, um, you know, those are some thoughts that I had. And more thoughts will come later. But those were the written thoughts. And I, I got a chance, I went through the literature because I love our uh, program literature. I did go through um, the for today I'll talk about. I'm going to talk about it in the steps, how how it shows up. But the for today, we'll, we'll come back to that. That'll be kind of a nice uh, ending because it, it's just really sweet. Where I caught a, a good point in uh, OA meeting a couple weeks ago, Saturday morning meeting in Sacramento, which is really awesome. You all should come and see us. There's often 50 of us in the room with a one-hour meeting, time shares, and I mean, it's 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 really good. You've got to jump in there if you want to say something, and there's sometimes on traditions, there's a little pause. So there was a little pause this day on the 11th tradition. <laughs> And I got the chance, I had just been asked to, to speak on this topic, and I got the chance to reflect on uh, on it and got to actually share in the meeting on it. So, you know, 11th step, excuse me, tradition, our public relations policy is based on attraction, that promotion. Talking about personal anonymity. And it, 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 it reads into here a little bit, um, I'll read like a sentence ahead, being stars, so they're talking about, you know, if you've been published and publicized that maybe you kind of come into like a little star status and you think, you know, I'm all that. And um, being stars can be fun, but inevitably our star status isolates us. This is on page 196 in the 11th tradition. Then we have a hard time asking other members for help when we need it. And um, I, I can you know, relate for being in so long, and I think, well, I should have this all together. You know, it's not true. And um, I found recently I've asked for help and been accepting help in um, recommitting on my food plan and just, you know, the support of another person, and, and that gives that person a chance to get to know me and be involved in my life and different level of checking in with my sponsor. So it says, then we have a hard time asking other OA members for help when we need it. Humility is one of the essential qualities we must develop in order to recover from compulsive eating. And um, it's that, 
willingness, that humility to be open to what the other person might have to say. You know, be humble enough and be open and willing mind, uh, willing, willing minded. Hey, open minded uh, to hear what that other person might say when when we're asking for help or when um, being willing to accept help. So I like that one that came up um, on the uh, on the tradition that came up, and on the steps, um, it really shows up in two and three quite a bit. Where we need help and can accept help is, uh, I'm going to go on page 14, talks about us getting to know the fellows in our group and the, and the fellowship. And also, um, here specifically, it talks about sponsors. Before long, we usually asked other OA members to be our sponsors. Most of us chose someone with whom we felt a kinship or in whom we saw recovery. As we developed personal relationships with our sponsors, the love of the OA group came to us in a deeper way. They answered our questions, listened to us to our problems, shared our tears and laughter, and guide us, guided us in recovery as they helped us apply the OA principles in our life. For the first time we ever, we felt the relief of not having to face our problems alone. This relationship was a higher power in which we could believe. Because in step two, you know, we're talking about a higher power. So in asking the sponsor to help us and then accepting the help and the guidance of our sponsor can help us. You know, I walk through these steps and apply these steps in our lives. And I just... Uh, can't imagine. Um, I, I have uh, worked with one sponsor about ten years, and now I'm about five years into with a, a new relate newer relationship with the sponsor, and they're both very different. And it's being willing to accept the guidance from the person that I'm working with, and um, being willing to accept the help, and being open minded to what they have to say. Now. It talks about, still in uh, this is all in step two on page 15, talking about, you know, getting the building a relationship with a higher power. We fail to understand that God loves us in our totality and is willing and able to help us in everything we do, that God will help us with every decision, even food choices and amounts. And I have a note to myself, just need to ask for that help. So the help is like, it's like, you know, right there. And like I said, when I started, it's like, if you're not accepting that help, you're, I'm not giving that other person a chance or my higher power a chance to get in my life and to be of service. Hmm. Most of us also needed to learn to ask other people for help and let God speak to us through our fellows. I mean, how many times, at least for me in a meeting, even, a you know, like a brand newcomer or, you know, this is my second meeting or something, I'll just say something. It's like, wow, that's just so simple. That's so helpful. And again, as I said, when I started, we're a we program. I love this um, part in, in step two. Before we joined the OA Fellowship, our prayers for help might have gone unanswered simply because 
We were never meant to face this disease in isolation. We were meant to open up so that we might truly love, learn to truly love others. And I, um, I, you know, I came from a session already this morning, and, and the topic you know, wasn't isolation, but it came up in the talk, you know. And I get that. I, I come from a very strong-willed mother who wanted to do everything herself, and she did. By golly, till she's ninety, she was ninety-three when we had to move her in assisted living. So I come from you know a line of you know do-it-yourselfers, or you know if you're going to do it, you're going to help me. You're going to do it my way and not your way, and um, so. And for me, when I was in my disease, I definitely wanted to eat in private because then it wasn't happening. And if you didn't see me, it wasn't happening. So in here, the help is working together. If it's a text, if it's a call, if it's a Facebook message, if it's a hug, if it's a note, if it's a glance... You know that, that could be a way of of helping helping and um, getting out of that isolation. I'm going to go on to step three. Page nineteen. Mm-hmm. Here's accepting help. So, step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. If we want to live free of the killing disease of compulsive eating, we accept help without reservation from a power greater than ourselves. We now say yes to this power, deciding from here on to follow spiritual guidance in making every decision. Yeah. Um, I mean, it almost sounds like a promise, you know. If you do this, then this, you know. If you accept, if you, if well, if you want to live free of the killing disease, we accept help without reservation. Without reservation, I think there's times I hold back, at not you know, a hundred percent, because there's that that wants to do it my way and. Uh, Boy, if we could work toward that, being willing to accept the help from our higher power uh, without reservation, you know, what freedom we'll have. It's just a, it's a really awesome promise. Talks about on page 20, our primary purpose is to abstain from eating compulsively. We know that in order to do so, we will need some help. And, you know, I, you know, to turn for support in my disease, it's going to be a person who understands and has my compulsive overeating that's going to be able to help me, someone that can understand and support me. And um, so that's what it, it, the point it was there. Mm. Page 24. Ah, the tools. (laughs) As we work the steps using the tools of the program, 
a plan of eating, literature, writing, meetings, the telephone, sponsorship, anonymity, service, and an action plan, we find the help we need. Oh. Oh. You know, I'll, I'll hear it read in the meeting, you know, about the, the tools of the program. And sometimes I don't hear it. And then sometimes I'll go, oh, plan of eating. Okay, yeah, I did that today, literature. Why, by golly, I read today. Writing, yes, I did. Oh, I am in a meeting because I'm hearing it. Did I make a call? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I received a call. Sponsorship, do I have a sponsor? Am I a sponsor? Yes, yes. Anonymity, always. I... Um, service, and an action plan. And recently, a service I feel comfortable, I am doing service at the meeting level, and I do that um, seasonally, and um, I've gone above the meeting level, but really at the meeting level is a real comfortable zone, and oh, here I am above the meeting level. Okay, that's okay. (laughs) You too can do this. And action plan, so that's another place where I'm like, asking for support in my action plan. Action plan, that can mean a lot of things. But for me right now, it means moving my body. You know, and, and saying I'm going to do it, and saying I did it. And uh, the, the, honestly, the way this hotel is laid out, I, I think every you know five-minute trip to the room and back is starting to count, but that isn't fully my action plan. So maybe later I'll get out for a walk. But that's, you know, I need help on this stuff. I need the help, the simple help of somebody I can kind of bookend and check in with and say, you know, uh, you know, it's that kind of help. Uh, page 27. We have what we need anytime we are willing to let go of self-will and humbly ask for help. So there's the asking for help again. And I think um, in accepting help. I mean, if you open the door and and you ask, then be ready to receive that gift. You know, it's it's pretty awesome on the help. Hmm. Step ten. Here's a promise. Anything we can imagine, we can do with the help of our higher power. Somehow I feel like I read that in step three, so, but maybe not exactly those words, but it's a promise. So again, if we accept that help of our higher power, if it's, if it's in the prayer, if it's in the God box, or in my house, God can, if it's um, making those outreach calls, if it's using the support of other people. I think all of that is bringing me closer to my higher power. Because if I'm in the food, or if I'm in the obsession about the food, or, you know, I am not close to my higher power. Uh, you know, I am not allowing in that that help. You know, huh, I'm caught up in something else. Four today had some really nice ones. Interesting, I went through Voices of Recovery, and I I didn't pop out like my well-read, well-worn, well-loved four today. I have sets of books that, and uh, so every day I'm reading, I'm reading out of these, how these recovery books. I'm always, you know, inspired and and directed.
someone wrote on February uh, 19th, I know that I cannot do it alone. I need the program, my fellow OA members, and my higher power with me every step of the way. Only with that help am I able to deal with my difficulties and turn over what I cannot handle. Serenity is letting go and letting God. I think that's... Um, I think that is, it just sums it up um, so nicely. It, it, um, you know, to... Uh, Again, the WE program, uh, the WE of the program, June 29th. Asking God, for today, God, help me to see the truth about myself, to ask for the help I need, oh, and then use it. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like that. I mean, you know, you just have to, you just have to be open to open to that hmm. January 7th God alone knows how badly I need help in all aspects of my life I unhesitatingly ask for that help again we just you know open the door and ask for help and a couple more although more specific on This uh, this one on March fifteenth, talking about habits, and at the for today, I mean it's a long read, but at the end, there's help in the OA program for dealing with habits. I wish I didn't have. Am I using that help? Again, the steps, the fellowship, the sponsors, the friends. Uh, July fourteenth. Mm, talking about fears, and we might need some help working with fears. The help I need to deal with fear is available in the 12-step program, the OA members, and the tools. Am I using that help? I think these are good reflections we can take, you know, take home with us and say, well, maybe I could just do a little more, and then one more in November, uh, right around the holidays. Hmm. Mm. I put sometimes if things really hit me and I'm out doing something, um, if I'm out of town or something, I'll put a note in the book of where I was when I read it. In 2001, I was on a cruise. <laughs> so here we go. We talk about I asked the help of a higher of a power greater than myself to help moderate my eating and give myself the pleasure of living wisely, well, and justly. So again, ask for the help and accept the help. I've gone through my notes. And I think um, mostly I want to say, again, it's a WE program. Can't keep it unless we give it away in whatever form that looks like. And I just um, want to appreciate, I'll let you know I appreciate everybody's support and you're helping me uh, you know, be here today and, and have a chance to share. Um, I thank you so much.
basket basket. Honey, you didn't put any um, funny questions in the basket for me, did you? That's going to embarrass me. <laughs> Wouldn't have it any other way. So on the, the questions in the basket, I spend about five minutes, and you'll help me uh, keep an eyeball on that. And then after that, we'll have uh, three-minute shares, which we've also got timing. And if you share, you do oh, – excuse me come back here. If you'd share, you do have to um, sign in on the, uh, that you've been recorded. Oh, here we go. What did you recently need help with? Hmm, getting an action plan in place, uh, the support of an action plan, and um, help with a food plan. I, you know, I'm like, wow, my sponsor, she's like, so how's it going with your food sponsor? Oh, so I, you know, asked someone to support me by um, taking my food every day, and and you know making adjustments as I need to. But boy, that that I just even last night when the session started, I'm like, oh man, I didn't submit my dinner, what I had for dinner, and I took that time, I'm like clear my mind. Uh, which was the most difficult thing you've ever asked help with? Yeah, committing my food. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to let that go. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's so far in this recent time is so um, freeing to to do that. One more. How do you practice asking for help? How do I get willing to ask for help? Well, practice would be for me is just doing it, maybe, and maybe asking someone for help, and maybe they'll have to decline. You know, not having an expectation of the outcome. It just... And know that I'm worthy of receiving the help. And if someone came to me and asked me for help, I, I gladly, gladly. So know that, I again, I'm giving someone else that opportunity to be of service. How do I get willing to ask for help? I think the biggest for the. First, biggest one is to pray about it. Turn it over and let it go. You know, bring God in. And just, you know, if you've got a program buddy in your fellowship, you know, just say, you know, I'm having a hard time with whatever it is. How would you, what do you think? You know, it's kind of like an intro to asking for help. You know, it's kind of a little bit, break the wall a little bit. That's all my questions. So I think my time's up. So now we have three-minute shares. Please stick to the topic and stop sharing at the end of three minutes. You must sign the recording release, which is here. Recording release form before, oh, before sharing. Very good. Okay.
Yes. Find the paper. I'm Terry, a compulsive overeater, grateful member of OA. Um, thank you so much for your share. I really appreciate it. And I loved hearing all the different excerpts from the literature. Um, when I found my step sponsor, I, I only worked the first three steps for the first two years in OA. I just couldn't, that's all I could do. And I had been 10 years in Al-Anon when I got to OA, but OA was different for me. And um, I found a step sponsor finally, and uh, she was great. And she said, we work on a buddy system. We, we hook arm in arm, and we help each other along. That's how this program works. And I just never forgot that, you know. And, um, and she, she really was a remarkable person and still is to me. Um, the, the whole thing about help... You know, first I have to recognize that I need help. You know, that that honesty, you know, getting the ego out of the way. And it's not always just ego. Sometimes it's just denial. I don't know that I'm stuck. I don't know that I need help. And so, um, but I do eventually come to it, especially if I'm in pain about it. Pain, because I don't tolerate pain as well anymore. Because I'm not turning to food to, like, numb it. So I know I'm going to be in pain or I'm going to turn to food if I don't deal with whatever's going on. And so it's important for me to ask for help. But part of that is really, I mean, with higher power, I say, I need your help. And I mean now, you know, like now. (laughs) And I need a clear sign about what to do. And I always get it. But when I get it, I have to act on it. I have to take that and then I have to get into motion with it. And, um, and that can be scary. But um, one of the struggles I've had in recovery is what a really good friend of mine in program, like 30 years, 30 plus years, he says, we have to learn how to let in the good. And that has really been a struggle for me. Letting it be okay, you know, letting the, it doesn't have to always be a struggle. I don't have to earn it. Letting in the good, and so much good comes faster and faster and faster through recovery that like accepting help is one of those things to allow to to give myself a chance to let someone help me you know and I help other people I I totally do but it's it's a two-way street and um anyway thank you Hi, my name is Carla, and I'm a compulsive overeater, and uh, I'm struggling with accepting help. I'm I'm very good uh, helping others. Uh-huh. I guess that's why I'm an overeater, and um, that's what I learned. You know, my mom was one of those you know ladies that help everybody and make everything you know happen. So I learned, you know, I learned how to do that. But recently, recently I. Denial, it's been part of my life forever. So 
I don't accept, you know, that I have problems. You know, it's it's very difficult for me. You know, something something can be like killing me, and I'm like, oh no, everything is fine. It's gonna be, it's gonna get better. It's gonna get better. It's gonna get better. Sooner or later, it's gonna get better. And now that I'm not eating, it's like I'm still, you know, like it's gonna get better. It's gonna get better. And then it's like, shoot, it's not gonna get better if if you don't do something. So um. I'm going to the psychiatrist now, and and I've been there. Like I don't know if you have seen that movie that uh, as soon as it gets, you know. And there's this guy there, like he doesn't accept the help, you know. And when I saw these movies, when people, you know, like crazy wake up, wake up, wake up, whatever, go to the doctor and they don't say anything. And I'm like, for God's sake, you know, you need help. Like talk to the, you know, the psychiatrist. I've been there for a year, and I don't say nothing. And I just realized that. I go and pay, and I sit there, and I talk about furniture and other shit. I mean, sorry, but I don't talk about myself. And I haven't noticed it. You know, I'm like, okay, doc, good morning. Nice leather, sofa. Oh, I like your uh, Indian stuff. So you like cars. So this and that. And after a year, I saw that they got like not like cleanets. And I was like, what are those for? And then he was like, for people? And I was like, why? He said, because they cry. And I was laughing. I was like, People come here and cry? And I he say, sometimes. <laughs> I'm so close to certain stuff. You know, I use OA. I have OA. I, I cry in OA. I've been in OA since I was 16 years old. So for me, OA is my therapy place, you know? So I cry with you guys. You know, you're my therapist. But, like, my psychiatrist is like my pill provider. You know, it's like my dealer. So I see my, my, my psychiatrist, like, give me my pills. And fuck off. Kind of. And it shouldn't be like that. Because he's a guy that study. You know, I should be more humble. And I'm learning that now after a year of being this guy from that movie. I'm ready to like go and, and, and talk to him and say, hey, uh, I guess I have a problem. So it took me just a year. But I'm that stubborn and close. Thanks. I'm Alice, compulsive overeater, I'm Alice. and um, 
accepting help. Um, I came to um, OA in, um, eight, almost eight years ago, and I was, I was 280 pounds, and I was old, and I was, I mean, I was 59 years old. I was old. <laughs> and I, um, I, you know, my girlfriend wanted to go, and so I would go for her. You know, I never went for me. So I went for her, and when we got there, when she asked me, she said, would you go with me? Because she was bulimic. She didn't gain the weight. We ate together, but she didn't gain the weight, and I did. So I, I went, and I told, I, um, I said, I got some weight to lose here. It was mostly behind me. And um, I went, and I just couldn't believe it. I just fell in love with OA. And I uh, saw another lady there that had been in another program a lot many years, and I saw all these women dignity and grace and I thought oh my god they know how to do what I can't do by myself because I could do anything by myself I, I when I was three years old my mother said she didn't even get to comb my hair I said why didn't you comb my hair when I was three years old because I remember that when I was going through my inventories and things she says Alice when you were three years old you were combing your sister's hair who was two you know so I didn't need any help I did I said by self and that's a three-year-old maturity so if you're doing by self it's a three-year-old maturity and if you don't get past that you're going to be stuck there and that's what happened to me but I got to that meeting and this lady I asked her she'd be my sponsor after 45 days of me doing this program myself and it was the how program and doing the meal you know the food plan and doing the steps and reading the literature and going to three meetings and being active I, I wanted a sponsor, and every time they'd, the sponsors would stand up, they'd say, is anybody taking new people? And no one would raise their hand. So at 45 days, I went to this meeting, and I started crying, and I was upset, and I said, I can't believe this is a wee program, and they're not, nobody's could be a sponsor. I need a sponsor. This is bull. You know, you need to have a sponsor. And I said, I need one. And so this lady came up to me, and she said, well, four of them, all four of the people that were sponsors at the time, they came up with their kindness and love and said, I'll be your sponsor. And so I had the one lady in mind, and she says, I'll take a chance on you. But being a sponsor is like very, very emotional and very taxing. And she says, I've sponsored people and I, they, I've gotten the food plan. They've gotten lost their weight and then they leave. And so all this heart, heart wrenching stuff that we do in our first three steps or fourth steps, it's gone. Like that person, that friend that you become and sponsoring is gone. So she says she would take a chance on me and see if I'd work because she thought I was one of those I'll do it myself people because that's what I always was. And you know what? I was able to open up and say, okay, whatever you tell me, I don't know how to do this thing. I can do this and this and I can do the steps, but not for this problem. And so this problem became my life. And um, I've been, uh, I, I went, had her for three and a half years and I've got, I had a new sponsor, and now I have a new sponsor. But when you change your life, you have to change what you're doing. So thank you for being here to help me. Hi, my name is Bill. I'm a compulsive overeater. I, uh, I'm sorry I'm late. I was helping somebody. Uh, you know, uh, I was always the one on the bus. When a lady gets on the bus, I jump up and give her my seat. You know, when someone was carrying something, I always carry it for them. But, you know, I've reached an age now where when I get on the bus, people jump up for me. And I think, I said, I'm cool, I'm cool. Uh, coming down, I'm from San Diego. Coming down, I took the, uh, the, the trolley, and he had to go up these stairs to get to the trolley. I'm carrying this bag, and some guy comes up and takes it and carries it up to the top for me. And I said, I can do it. I, I, 
go ahead. You know? <laughs> when I got to the top, thank you very much. And, you know, I really appreciate that. Uh, I'm a Marine, and I, I don't need help. I give help. I am help. You know, it sounds kind of crazy. But, uh, well, that's kind of my mindset. When I quit drinking, I didn't go to AA. I quit. I'm a Marine. I don't need no damn help. And I quit. And I did. I quit. That was almost be uh, 40 years in September. And um, with food, you know, and see, being a Marine, you just you, you don't eat. You want to lose weight? Don't eat the food. Okay, don't eat. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I tried, I tried, I tried, and I could not do it. What the hell is the matter with me? And I was into my 10th year of sobriety from alcohol, and uh, somebody gave me a flyer in, in, in a, from Overeaters Anonymous, and all I could imagine was people calling each other on the phone saying, uh, you know, I want to eat a, I want to eat a, a Twinkie, they say, no, eat a, eat a carrot or something like that. I don't, I don't need that stuff. I'm lying. I just quit. But... Uh, I read that flyer and it said uh, uh, abstinence, and it said three moderate meals a day with nothing in between but low or no calorie beverages. And I said, son of a bitch, that's it. It was an epiphany. I knew that instant. That was it. That was it. It wasn't that bag of cookies that killed me. It was that first damn bite. If I could just avoid the first first bite, mathematically, I could not get to the second, to the fifth, and the whole damn bag. And from that moment, I'd been abstinent. But I wanted to go to one of those meetings and see what it was about. And I was... uh, I quit on January the 16th, which is a pretty important day in Overeaters Anonymous because on my 29th OA birthday last, last January was the day that our founder died. And so I have two reasons to remember it. Uh, but uh, two days later, I went to my first OA meeting. It was one day before OA's 25th birthday. And I went in there, and I, was, I knew I was home. I knew, I knew I needed help, and I knew help was there. And my job was not to get up and tell them how to run the thing. My job was to sit there and listen. Listen and listen and listen and just thank God I found Overeaters Anonymous. Thank God I found help. Thank you. Hi, I'm Judy, compulsive under and overeater. Hi, everybody. Um, I love this topic, accepting help. Hmm. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about that lately because um, I come from a long line of people who um, didn't get help, and my dad trained me to not need help, and military background, and um, also um, immigrant, Russian, Polish, very impoverished, like they can do anything, people. Um, and so it's like really hard, and I'm pretty good at doing a lot of things, and I like to be helpful, and I do a lot of things for other people, and that's a good thing. But I'm realizing it's kind of like breathing. You have to breathe in and out. It's like really not helpful to just try doing one. Um, you know, it's this mutuality of connection that caring, you know, asking for help and giving help is like this mutual dynamic. And um, my dad's kind of on his way out now, and I've been caring for him and doing stuff with him. But um, he became really compulsive about doing things and being disconnected from people. He was very active, but that interpersonal part. And that's what I'm kind of realizing for me is about the accepting help is um, that it's okay for me to need help. Everyone actually needs help. And needing help is a form of connecting with people, just like giving help is. Like, I mean, if all I do is give, 
Like somebody has to accept it from me, and maybe I can accept it from others. And it's not an up and down thing. It's an actual across the board connecting thing. And um, my career was helping disabled children, and um, I was pretty good at that. And and it was a very mutual thing. I really got as much as I gave. I mean, it was pretty remarkable, and I always knew that. So I could kind of experience it that way, but when I need help, I don't experience it that way. There's some kind of fundamental thing in me as like, go to your room till you can figure it out yourself, come back out, do it perfectly, and don't mess up. And, um, of course, in the real world, that does not happen. And... Um, and then there's a lot of shame associated with needing help for me, too. Um, fear around that. Um, and, and oftentimes where I go for help, the people are not skilled at helping. And that is really true. So that can be a confusing thing <clears throat> for me. And um, like, for instance, there are healthcare people who actually don't know much about health, you know. And um, so it's... It's a challenge, and I think what I have to realize is my higher power generally has surprises about where my health, help is going to come from. So I just have to be willing to accept the help, and then it's not necessarily where I think it's going to come from. And if I can keep that in mind, it's very, that is much more helpful. So I'm, I love the topic, and thank you all. Asking for help. Um, I, I feel super uncomfortable asking for help because it only sinks in if I say it out loud. And then attached to that is the idea that if, so if I ask for it, it makes it real. <laughs> you know? And then, like, I don't know what the hell I'm feeling, so I don't know what to ask for. So the only thing is, like, I'm used to have this weird feeling that I'm carrying for years, and I'm so freaking numb out that it's okay. It's not that bad, but it's never good. And it's draining, and it's just mediocre. That's the only way I can describe it. So the only thing I can do in the beginning is just to take an action that I know it wasn't me because I've been sleeping in a room for years. I tried to fake it like I'm normal and I can maybe go and work for a few hours and then come home and sleep and watch TV and eat and then think like there's people that are bigger or smaller or whatever, but it's just mediocre. Um, and then I started coming to the rooms and that was the only way. So I've, I wasn't even like, I could say like I need help. But for me, like walking, driving and being in a room is like the closest thing to say like implicit, I need freaking help so I did that for a couple of years I just thank God and to you guys I'm maintaining a loss of 60 pounds I've been higher than that and he's still talking about it I need to physically see the photos because still kind of like surreal and sometimes I have to open my laptop and I have to look at it you know um, 
but still, and I'm helping. I was very resistant to to work with another person because I don't know. The only way, if I can barely ask for help by walking to a room, talking with someone, that's freaking graduation, right? Um, but you hear me out in the meetings. I didn't make any sense of, at all, and people are still like, "It's all good." Nice chair. I'm like, nice chair. I know I'm talking like a crazy woman, but I guess it takes one to know one. Uh, I love it. Like, oh, that makes so much sense. It's like, okay, I'm among I'm my peers. So um, I'm working with a wonderful sponsor. I have uh, a small but tight group in my home meeting, in, in my town, a Spanish meeting. Um, and it's like crazy that there's four to ten people that I know the last years. And I can barely call them. In the last year, have been different because I started texting. <laughs> and it's like this chain, man. I do it for me, but it's like if we we feed each other and help each other. It's texting first, then maybe calling. Um, but still, sometimes I have to be like with a craving or like not in the line of breaking my abstinence. But I I'm eating healthy stuff. Um, but I know I'm eating in an anxious way or I'm not feeling that the food is filling my belly and I'm going for more. And I still kind of like it's late at night and I'm like, recently happened something like, I'm feeling like crap. And it's like, but I'm not there. It's too late to call someone. Why would I bother someone at 12 when they have stuff to do the other day? And, and at that moment, I can only see like, okay, I just, why not call it? It's another day. I can at least say something the next day. I had a bad day. You know, but still fully to ask for help or, or tell someone this, still a lot, you know. So I'm trying to get better at that, but it's a slow process, at least for me. But it's paying off. It's paying off. Thank you for letting me share. All right. It is now time to close this session. Let's thank all who have done service for this session. All right. Please stand and join hands as we close with, how about the OA promise, Roseanne's prayer, which it's in your booklet if you don't know.